been some time since we've been able to meet together on a Sunday, but there's a message that's been forming in my heart over the past few weeks that I'd like to bring you now. Now, there are times when something happens that is beyond the ordinary experience of daily life and which thrusts us into a situation of disorientation, discomfort or even danger. Times when our feelings of safety and security are challenged and the way back to them is barred. This present coronavirus pandemic is one such experience. The everyday and the familiar are no longer available to us. We find ourselves globally, nationally and locally reaching out to others in this shared experience to both encourage and to receive courage. As a result, community spirit has increased as we lock arms together against uh, a common foe. But I believe there's an application of this shared experience that can also be embraced and harnessed by the church. Whilst the world is reeling from and responding to this pandemic, it's clear that it's also had a specific impact on the church. No longer able to meet together corporately on Sundays or any other time, many local churches are having to explore innovative ways of connecting with their congregation as well as seeking new ways of continuing its mission to their community. The home has been rediscovered as a place where we can meet with Jesus as individuals or as families. The word reset has been used to describe the opportunity the world presently has to re-evaluate re its priorities, but it's also a word that can be applied to the church. We could of course press pause and move into maintenance mode until this is all over before eventually going back to the way things were or that we hope uh, they will be or do we perceive in our hearts that this could be the catalyst for a global awakening to the reality of God that he has primed us the church for such a time as this to play our part in this throughout its history the church has had opportunity after opportunity to return to being an organic apostolic uh, movement rather than an institutionalized religion to be missional rather than attractional to getting people out of the church a sent people rather than getting them into church um, a content people if you will to getting beyond our personal needs to meeting the needs of others and i'm not saying this isn't happening to to uh, any degree to once and for all dispensing with the notion of being serviced by church. And I make no apology for the shameless play on words in that. We're not selling anyone a service and we're not having to service anyone. And if we are, then we are doing them a disservice. Of course, the church needs to gather, but for the purpose, but for the purpose of being sent. Now, we've spoken um, previously in Revival Church about our ENTI model. Uh, now, you may have you recall that. Let me remind you. Anyway, E, that stands for encounter. It was about creating the opportunity for people to have a life-changing experience of God. N is for nurture. That's creating the opportunity for people to belong to a family of believers who care for them, support them, and strengthen them. T, that stands for training, creating the opportunity for people to be equipped and to grow into maturity as Christians. 
and lastly i stands for influence the fruit of the really i would say the pre uh, three previous elements uh, should be that each we each become powerful influencers for influencers for jesus in our everyday lives bringing others into an encounter with jesus and so that cycle the enti cycle continues it is again one, one such time in our history uh, that has presented us, I would say, with the opportunity to shake off the things of these kinds that, that hinder uh, within church and church churchmanship. Uh, yet within this, I would also say we still have a choice. Do we batten uh, down our hatches and wait for the sun to come out, you know, just attempting to weather the, the storm uh, and change nothing with regard to our mission or ministry? That is an option. Or do we harness this period of disorientation and discomfort and difficulty to make it a time of transition and transformation, turning our sails to the wind and pressing ahead? In the field of anthropology, the word used to describe the state we all find ourselves in at the moment is liminality. It's a Latin word meaning threshold, and in this context, is used of a situation where people find themselves in an in-between marginal state in relation to the surrounding society, a place that could involve significant danger and disorientation. Now, I'm indebted to thought leader in the missional church, Alan Hirsch, who has brought these ideas together and de developed them in his book, The Forgotten Ways. Studies of people and people groups who find themselves in these threshold times have highlighted a second and complementary factor, and that is something called communitas. Now, communitas um, uh, refers to an unstructured state in which all members of a community are equal and allows them to share um, a common experience. It, it's another Latin word, and it means more than just community. And it's characteristic, I would say, of a people experiencing liminality together all for one and one for all it's a great way of summing it up now the bible is a great go-to place of examples of um, liminality in action for instance the account of the israelites gaining their freedom from captivity in egypt they'd lived there for over 400 years uh, some of that as free people uh, but a big chunk of the time of sl as slaves as well because it was all they had known as a nation for such a long time you could say that both periods of um, their time in Egypt provided varying degrees uh, of varying levels of security and safety the fact that many of those who, who found themselves wandering through the wilderness hankered for a return to Egypt where only recently they'd been slaves really confirms my point Having crossed the Red Sea and it then having closed again um, after them and making return impossible, the Israelites found themselves bonded together in a common purpose, that of ensuring they found a new place of safety and one to which God was leading them. But the end goal from God's perspective wasn't simply to rehouse the nation, but to repurpose it. The Israelites were now liberated from centuries of bondage and God's plan was to use this threshold time to forge them together as a people but also to forge 
them to him a twofold purpose Israel had a shared mission under God which was to ultimately reveal the saviour of the world but tragically many of them missed it and died in, in the wilderness because they didn't understand that this period of liminality had the purpose of the united uniting them in a shared mission that's the reason many died in the desert their ultimate goal was to return to the way things were to quote alan hirsch liminality is where we find ourselves out of our comfort zones the unfamiliar where we feel at risk face a challenge or deliberately on an adventure it's an opportunity for the church to be inspired to overcome its instinct to huddle and cuddle and instead to form itself around a common mission that calls us to take a dangerous journey to unknown places a mission which calls for the church to shake off its collective securities and plunge into the world of action where its members will experience disorientation and marginalization but also where we will encounter God and one another in a new way communitas therefore is therefore also linked as i said really with the experience of liminality it involves adventure and movement and it describes that unique experience of togetherness that togetherness that only really happens among a group of people inspired by the vision of a better world when they actually attempt to do something about it and I believe this is the opportunity the global church has right now. I don't believe that Revival Church has been completely blindsided or unprepared for the time that we're in. Obviously, none of us uh, may have seen the actual nature of this, the coronavirus pandemic coming, but the Holy Spirit, I would say, has been leading Revival Church as he's done countless churches around the world who have opted specifically or particularly for an apostolic model. I'm not saying that others haven't, but... Um, but to be ready for this day, staying alert to heaven's strategies and leading through the apostolic and the prophetic, which then influences the pastoral, the evangelistic teaching and other giftings in the church. That's how it works. Track back over what God has been doing uh, in the over the years in Revival Church, and you'll see that he has been building a family of believers who know God and experience him, who recognize that they each have a significance in his kingdom purposes, who are lovers of the word and doers of his word, who value their priestly role of intercession, who minister freedom to others by the power of the Holy Spirit, who are bonded together in unity and purpose, who seek God's strategies and agendas, who are passionate about sorting uh, their community with God's love and power, who are wholeheartedly for God, for each other, and for our nation and for the world i believe that now is the time to see beyond this difficult uh, time this difficult situation which is not to ignore it and to harness this state of liminality into an increased and freshly empowered sense of mission that's communitas we do that by drawing uh, upon that which we already have and pursuing that which we all, that we still need. Now, the Apostle Peter is a classic example of this. The apparent harmony and stability of the early church didn't have long to wait for persecution to come its way, but Peter simply harnessed the dangerous disorientation he was faced with and asked God for even greater boldness to proclaim the gospel. 
leaving our comfort zone can of course cause us to want things uh, back though the way to the way they were as with the Israelites in the wilderness, uh, the wilderness it's, it's natural to some degree but we're talking supernatural not natural here um, and it could alternatively give us an even greater appetite for risk-taking for Jesus that's really where we're heading who knows what a town a region a nation a world might look like if we the church choose to live like this in a world in which everything has changed so how, how do we respond to the things I've, I've talked about to things I've shared I think it begins with recognizing that everything has changed I know this might sound obvious and that therefore hankering for the way things were is ultimately a fruitless pursuit I think that this then leads to making the decision or creating the opportunity at least that we're not going to batten down the hatches and wait for this storm to pass but to actively allow God to prepare us for when that time comes when this has passed whatever that may look like whenever that will be in that I think we need to anticipate the way that this will have shaken the foundations of many and see this as an opportunity like never before in our time to present them uh, to present to them Jesus as the rock upon which upon who actually they can build their lives Let's personalise this. For many, this is a difficult time has driven us to even greater levels of prayer. That's great. But this has to continue personally and corporately as the church. It's caused us to seek greater connection and encouragement from our church family. This has to continue. It's caused us to search our hearts in repentance for any ways we have allowed sin to remain and have not lived fully for Jesus. The pursuit of single-minded holiness has to continue. It's caused us to intercede for our family and friends to turn to Jesus. This has to continue. It's caused us to seek bold and innovative ways of sharing the love and power of God within our community. This has to continue. It's caused us to make our homes the hub, the starting point of our faith rather than the church meeting that's not to negate the importance of meeting together but it starts in our home this has to continue so in conclusion this state of liminality this threshold point from which there is no going back is clearly clearly the coronavirus pandemic the state of communitas well that's the personal decision every one of us in revival church and any other church has to make to enter the future all for one and one for all not only for our benefit but for God's benefit as we partner with God in bringing in the harvest of souls for which Jesus laid down his life to commit ourselves to the cause of the kingdom uh, in this changed world in which we now find ourselves is to not only commit ourselves to God like never before but it's commit to commit ourselves to the body of Christ like never before church revival church any church will not look the same after this and now is when we get the opportunity to prepare for that day if we've not started doing so already i know many of us have that's not to say we will be idle in this in the interim but each of us will have a unique opportunity to be part of something amazing 
and nation changing, particularly when everyone steps out into the new landscape. We can be uh, that lighthouse leading people out of the darkness into the light, onto that safe place, onto the rock of Jesus. So can I encourage us all, myself included, to harness this state of liminality into an increased and freshly empowered sense of mission, of communitas, of a shared vision to see the kingdom of God realized in our day, in our nation and in the world.